0: Welcome to Two Guys, One Book, where two friends tackle their reading list one book at a time. Alright, welcome back. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to Two Guys, One Book. I'm Brian, and I'm joined here, as always, by... Tim.
1: The one and only. Tim,
0: the one and only. Go on, Tim. (laughs)
1: What book do we read? This week, we are discussing Post Office by... Charles Bukowski. Charles Bukowski. Who picked this book, Tim? I picked it, and Why? a large part of my reasoning was because we just finished Dune, which was long as heck, mm-hmm. like a 30-hour freaking audiobook. And this is like a four-hour audiobook, four and a half. So I'm like, let's have a change of space, change of pace.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. a good reason, right?
1: Uh, also, a, hey.
0: know, I picked books for... I put, I have picked books for worse reasons than that. So. <laughs> That's the nicest way you could have put yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: But also, I've read some of his like poems in the past in my more artistic you know, okay. days, and well, I liked his style. You
0: liked his style of poetry? Yeah. Okay, cool. I do not know his poetry.
1: Oh, you're not familiar with it? No, I am not.
0: When you read his poetry, you felt like that was good enough that you wanted to try one of his books yeah
1: and i've never been like a poetry type person this is like back in the day Mm -hmm. in high school you i just like stumbled on some of his stuff and i was like oh it's pretty edgy and he's not like a typical poet because he is has this like dark humor kind of side of things okay is uh kind of why i was drawn to it
0: okay cool cool all right well i guess i need first impression first impression
1: yeah um it was short yep quick read
0: quick read it was a simple, straightforward story with not much plot, though, mm-hmm. and there were better uses of my time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian. You did, yeah. Were there any redeeming qualities to you um, in this book? Well, should we go over? What's the synopsis? Uh, you can do a quick summary. Well, you know. There's not a whole lot of plot. No,
0: there's not. Um, main character is Henry Chinasky.
1: Yeah, so clearly a pseudonym for Charles Bukowski. Ah,
0: yes. <laughs> he lives in L.A. and works at the post office. Uh, so on it's, and off. On and off, yes. Yeah. This book is broken into six parts. The first part, he works at the post office as a sub-mail carrier going on different routes um, and goes home to his girlfriend, Betty. And then the second part, he breaks up with Betty and find, meets a girl named Joyce, marries her, moves to a small town... And Joyce's family has money, so he doesn't think he should work. But then Joyce wants them to get jobs to look legitimate towards her family. Um, And then they try that. They try living. You know, they they're married, and they try you know a life in a small town, but that doesn't work out because Joyce then divorces him. Um, And the third part, he goes back and meets Betty again, and they reconnect. But then then she actually dies, and then he has a funeral to go to. Um, and then the fourth part, um, I think he's back working at the post office in the, in the sorting mail. Um, and then he meets a girl, Faye, and, and Faye becomes pregnant and they have a daughter and, and, but then Faye ultimately leaves to the fifth part is just a series of citations written by the post office to Chinaski saying he's been delinquent or, um, bad at his job, but they don't fire him because in the sixth part, He's still working at the post office, it's 11 years later, and then he quits the post office and goes on a bender where he drinks, and all, all this, throughout this whole time, he drinks like a fish and he bets uh, at <laughs> the racetrack, and then eventually, at the end, he quits the post office and goes on a bender of drinking and gambling, and he meets random people, and then eventually he just is like, well, maybe I should write a novel. And that's how it ends. <laughs> that
1: sums it up pretty well well okay so just based on the way you put it no one should read this expecting this great story <laughs> no. you don't read it for the story you read it for like you know the way he writes i think and you the think characters so? yeah
0: what what was your favorite part about the way you wrote so
1: how i would compare this to is like the book on we on the road that we wrote that we read nope. <laughs> yep. which i don't think you were crazy about nope. but i liked it so it really comes down to like taste and preference like i think people are drawn to characters like this or like dean moriarty uh, Moriarty in that book because they kind of like are so um they act just kind of on their impulses and don't uh it's like yeah they're pure id right like is that it indulging you know just acting really freely which like let's get it out in the open like he's not a great person in this book (laughs) and if this is like autobiographical semi-autobiographical then you're like, wow, he did some terrible stuff, uh-huh. but you know, sometimes you got to separate the art and the artist. And but, <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's that's a good point, Tim, because that's what I want to talk about. Is like, when do we, when where when is where is that dividing line? When someone who is an artist or, uh, I, I guess, any line of work really, but I guess art is the biggest uh, example where they put out the, something out there that's creative and they might not be the best person but their art can motivate and inspire so many people
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they may not be the very good person themselves so i mean like where do you draw the line there
1: you know? I mean, don't you like some R. Kelly songs, Brian? I like, do not like R. Kelly. <laughs> don't do you like believe Michael, you can fly? But I, but I like Michael Jackson songs. Oh, I thought you were going to say Michael Jordan <laughs> in uh, Space Jam. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, who doesn't love I Space believe Jam? I can fly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you but can't, you, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Like, so, I like my, some Michael Jackson songs. Billie Jean. Yeah, Billie Jean's, yeah, very good. But, like, Michael Jackson, probably not the best person, you know? Huh. But I think you can say that about, like, any art really or artist because, like, when because William Shakespeare, who knows how good a person he was? He probably wasn't that woke back in the, back in the old he was days. was asleep right?
1: the whole time. So, Michael Jackson is the Bukowski of the music world, is what you're saying. Oh, no,
0: I'm not saying that at all. I think Bukowski's worse, right? Post Office. This book is actually the second book I've read by Charles Bukowski. Oh, really? It is, yes. I also read his book, Women. And uh, judging by the timeline of these books and what they're about, both of these books, Post Office and Women, are pretty much autobiographical. Mm -hmm. Because Post Office was his first book I think he published. um, And Women came later in his career. And so in this book, Post Office, he talks about uh, working at the post office, getting drunk, gambling, and trying to get laid by women. And the book Women is about an author who has semi, who's semi-successful, goes on book tours, and able to easily pick up women across on, on these book tours because he's semi-famous. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, that's pretty much how autobiographical, based on his success from the post office and other works, that by the time he did some book tours, had some more life experiences that he could then write in a book and wrote women. And I was not impressed with women. I'm not really that impressed with postdocs.
1: <laughs> and that's fair. This won't be for everybody. It's yeah. pretty polarizing, so, I'd say, for most people. All right. So what... They won't like it.
0: What? So what did you let like me, about it? Yeah, let
1: me expand yeah, on that one. Yeah. So I think just when you think about, like, the majority of people, we all have our, like, you know, repressed nature and sort of, like, you know, everyone has to reel back their personality a little bit for the sake of a functioning society, I feel like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just... You know, maintaining healthy relationships and being on good terms with people in life, in the workplace, whatever. But I think just reading a character who does all these awful, terrible things, but at the same time, he's so like um, unrestricted and free of overthinking things and like being too like self-conscious, I guess, that it's almost like this liberating sense of, you know, do whatever you want type thing and just... He's just jumping from one crazy like encounter to the next. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of entertaining. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you read it as an outlet to to, uh, to let your inner freak flag fly, <laughs> guess, so to speak,
1: right? <laughs> in a sense, in a sense, I think yeah, like everybody ha- is weird in their own ways and uh-huh. like has their eccentricities or whatever, yeah. and he just doesn't have any like restraints about expressing that, it seems like. But Yeah, that's what I would say.
0: That's a good point, Tim. I'm Uh, not going to lie. Thank you. I did not think about it that way because I guess I view characters I read in literature uh, through the lens of how I would react in those situations or how I would, yeah, behave. Um, And this character, the main character in this book does nothing that I would do in those situations. I find that I cannot relate to the character that well so then I don't have empathy for him because Mm. I do not I can't put myself in his shoes because I would never be in those shoes because I would have made a different choice you know 20 decisions ago yeah that would have put me on a better path in my opinion and I know that would make for a really boring book, like so boring. If, if, if there was a book about me working at the post office, it would be even more boring than this book. I, I, I am not saying I'm interesting in any way, but I am at least a good person. And so I guess I yeah. deep down want my characters that I feel empathy and care for in literature to be good people too.
1: So good people make bad books is what you're saying? <laughs> good people, boring. Unless but okay. the good
0: people are in some sort of um, have some sort of quest, mm-hmm. like uh, Frodo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings,
1: you know. But that I feel like the hobbits were like the purest of all the Lord of the Rings people. Uh-huh. Oh, like the they hob- were the most like, like wholesome, uh, oh, like Frodo gotcha, was. Gotcha, yeah. But not you think the, what? Not the elves.
0: Oh, I mean, like, like elves are high and mighty; they don't get involved. They just
1: seem them. like kind of snobby, though, yeah, don't they? They are. They're like they are. we don't associate with dwarves right, and stuff. Right.
0: We're we're mo- we're immortal. We don't bother ourselves <laughs> with the problems of man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, are we done? <laughs> um,
1: what were we talking about? Oh, characters. Yeah. So like, you see yourself in the book. Yes. And you didn't relate to this character, right? But yeah. you're a well-adjusted, responsible adult. I am. So.
0: Whereas you view this character or characters like him as an outlet for your, I don't know, the way you wish you could react sometimes, or just the, not the way you wish you could react, but the... Having the freedom to act however you wish.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying I do anything he does because, right. like I said, lots of bad stuff. Right. But, yeah, just the general sense of, like, he's very much, I guess, in the moment. Yeah. Bouncing around from one experience to the next. Mm-hmm. Here's what I feel like doing now, so I'm just going to do it mm-hmm. and then... <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
0: There are books that I very much enjoy that I do not see myself in the in the main characters.
1: But, okay, you're someone who likes, like, existentialism, (laughs) and don't you feel like this book captures a lot of existentialist dread? Because you have this character who's just trying to do whatever unrestrained, and then he's working in this, like, very depressing role. And it's
0: very structured and very, like, the post office is regimented to the extreme, and the main character just hates that.
1: Yeah yeah and this is set in like the 60s or something Mm -hmm. so he's just in this in the middle of this bureaucracy like this Mm -hmm. crazy person (laughs) you know they're trying to get him to follow all these rules and do things a certain way so it's just a constant ongoing clash Mm -hmm. one more thing that i would say that i appeal to me about this is (laughs) just like his style of writing like i think he has a good way with words he does a lot of like descriptive language and um yeah i think he's just good at he has a unique way of capturing things
0: yeah, I mean, it was it. It had a nice flow to it. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't like, um, like even at times, if I did not care what the characters were doing, I was not bored because of the prose. I was bored because
1: of the action of the characters. Did this book not make you laugh at all throughout the whole thing? Um, there were no, some funny I mean, parts.
0: Yeah, there were funny parts. I was. I mean, I was entertained by some of the stories. Sure. Yeah. And I think you know. I don't know, do do you have a specific moment or two that stands out to you that you thought was especially funny? I mean, funny?
1: I would say just little things here and there, and I have, like, one or two things I can read to, but mm-hmm. just one thing that came to mind is someone in the book who, one of his coworkers had him read a book that he wrote, and, like, it talked about how, like, two people ran into each other and, like, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to, and it just went on for page to page, and uh-huh. it's just, like, his blunt reaction to that. Yeah. Um, just things like that, like, he's very blunt and, like, right. to the point.
0: That was actually that whole part of the book when was probably my favorite part of the book. Oh yeah, was when the main character Henry Chanasky goes to the post office to work a second time. He's in the mail room sorting mail, mm-hmm. and then this young guy starts working and and talks his ear off. And so that is when I actually felt empathy for <laughs> the main character Henry because I've been we've all been in those situations where we're stuck being close to people that are talking and we don't want to keep listening to them you know yeah so i yes i appreciated that part but like this this book just kind of flittered from one thing to the next without any like i mean he in my synopsis of the storyline there wasn't really much transition it just was going going over here and then going over there and go bet on some horses and then go back to the post office and now he's with joyce now he's with but betty now he's with don't you
1: th- feel like that's more like real life though just one day just kind of flows into the next it's not like this huge plot like all these books feel kind of manufactured the way they're put together i mean that is that why you read a book because it's got some crazy arc and story
0: yeah i felt like this was also close similar to the movie goer that we read, yeah. read a while ago mm-hmm. um in that sense that both the post office, both post office and movie goer uh, just try to capture capture um, the day-to-day life of these the main characters mm-hmm. I think I liked moviegoer more
1: Yeah, if someone reads the first chapter of this you'll know if you are into the style or not mm-hmm. But I did appreciate it that it is a pretty short book because I feel like that's pretty common with my feedback on a lot Of the books that we've read It's <laughs> like if they just took out a third of this <laughs> rambling so many authors I think just like to hear themselves like talk uh, in their voice or whatever. Well, because
0: I think there is a certain I don't know expectation Mm-hmm. to have a book that's over 200 pages when this one's under 200 pages. But it, um, but
1: it, yeah, like what's wrong with writing a shorter book though? Oh,
0: nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I just think it it I don't know. It does constrict what you can do with a story, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I thought this was okay. What would <laughs> what would you change about this one?
1: Uh, oh, the classic question. Yeah. Because I used to ask you this, on the, and then he, now you he started flipping it on me. Um, of course. I don't know. I feel like it set out to accomplish what it wanted to. So mm. I think it was a success in that sense. I don't know what I would do differently. I think it sort of, for me, started to drag on for a bit towards the end because it's just like, okay, it's like the same kind of thing happening. This is the pattern in his life and mm-hmm. how he acts or whatever. Um, so, yeah, maybe a little more story. And a little less of the repetitiveness but Mm -hmm. yeah for the for what it was i thought it was good what would you do differently i would uh everything (laughs) pretty much yeah i mean
0: i like the idea of the conflict he had at the post office um it did seem like at times he was wallowing in with a like woe is me kind of mentality but you're right he was a free spirit and he was being restricted by the highly regimented post office Mm -hmm. um i don't know man i there's nothing like i would just read
1: a different book (laughs) okay let me ask you uh (laughs) could you relate to because you're in a job where sometimes you have to follow certain procedures and expectations like do you ever feel like he felt like i've got to meet all these like criteria and it's just like too much
0: I don't feel like it's too much. I feel like that is a a sign that I am doing my job and doing it well Mm -hmm. if I meet, you know, specifications and procedures. So I view it as a measuring stick to hold myself accountable to the standards of the profession, Tim.
1: Wow. So responsible. I know. Okay. Let me ask you a better (laughs) question. Uh, (laughs) If you were unrestrained, pure id, id. um, what would that version of Brian look like? gosh i i'm really curious to know actually like if you were just you know yeah free reign what would you do
0: gosh it would be really boring (laughs) very boring i would probably um i'd probably be in a coma from a sugar overdose (laughs) i'd probably eat too much candy like a kid after halloween just stuffing his face with candy, playing video games, not going
1: to work for like a month. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. That's an extra So, gluttony to... is your biggest like
0: gluttony and sloth. Yes. Sloth. Okay. Cuz I I I love me some sloth time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cuz like there's no there's no like I do not I, I am not an adrenaline junkie. I don't need to get out and experience life to the fullest. My I can experience life in my mind. I'm a, I'm a thinker. You know, I could, you know, or...
1: The Book of Brian would not be exciting. <laughs> no, it would not. No, it would not.
0: And I think part of it is that, you know, we're in this COVID quarantine mode and I'm just been like... You're thriving. I am. That's just it. I have realized that, like, I am perfectly content you... <laughs> People are telling me to stay home and not and socially distance. and like, well, hell, I've been that sounds like right up my alley.
1: Brian's a super spreader. What He's would you been, you're unleashed. Id. Oh, okay. I wasn't done talking about you. Oh, okay. yeah. Because, but I tell you, I'm just the, that's the thing. I'm sorry. It's like, well, introverts are probably like behind the pandemic trying to get everybody to, you know, keep the lockdown going. <laughs> but like, if you are, yeah, I mean, we can come back to it. Yeah. And this can be off the record because. Right. You'd probably have all these scandalous things to say. I do. But, like, Brian, a night out on the town, what would he do? That's what I want to know. Hmm. I'll let you think about it. Okay. You asked me what my id would be like?
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) I'd probably indulge a bit in, like, the gambling, like he does, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I'll do these, like, $1 football bets on DraftKings or something, Uh and it's, like, I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on it. But I can see how, like, if you're the type of person who could just go yes. for it. Some people get way too into it. Right. And it's like, you'd but, you know. Put,
0: you'd be putting, like, multiple thousands of dollars on a yeah. game.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is just for the sake of, like, hypothetical uh-huh. do whatever you want. Uh-huh. No consequences.
0: That's a good one. Gambling would be fun it would, if you purely, yeah, I couldn't do it. If you had nothing to lose. Yeah, if you had nothing to lose. Um, but that's just it. If you had enough money where gambling wasn't. An issue? Then would it still be fun?
1: Oh, that's a good point because there aren't any stakes at that point. Right. Yeah, that's so okay. That's the thing you hear about like all these rich, rich and successful people in general is that they have like ennui, the French word oh. for like. I know it's fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, for for being like just you know overindulged and having experienced every pleasure, they're just like bored of mm-hmm. life. Like discontent is mm-hmm. the closest word I can think of. Mm -hmm. it would be healthy for more people to just kind of like let loose let loose a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm because like we both know people who like won't try thai food or like you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) what your your girlfriend i know (laughs) that's why i nodded and said yes
0: i know people who won't try thai food
1: (laughs) which is fine yeah but (laughs) uh sorry megan you're probably listening to this um no no but you're
0: you're right like like getting out of your comfort zone and is a good thing yeah but you know i think the main character in this book takes it too far he takes it way too far yeah it's not like he's a, a bad guy he's just irresponsible uh shallow and um
1: yeah yeah So we're not condoning that, we don't encourage that behavior, No. but you might find it entertaining and a little bit funny. There's some dark humor, Yeah. there's some good prose.
0: Yeah, so do you remember much about Bukowski's poetry?
1: Not really, it's similar style, I mean, more or less. Does it
0: rhyme, or is it just kind of like the... It's
1: all limericks, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, uh, let me think. No, I don't think there's much rhyming, it's Uh more just like dark existential and a a little bit of humor here and there can i read a couple parts yeah go for it all right i usually don't do quotes brian usually does and now it's flipped the the tables all right uh okay i like this quote it's kind of long so buckle in um okay he says after dinner or lunch or whatever it was with my crazy 12-hour night i was no longer sure what was what i said look baby i'm sorry but don't you realize that this job is driving me crazy look let's give it up let's just lay around and make love and take walks and talk a little let's go to the zoo let's look at animals let's drive down and look at the ocean it's only 45 minutes let's play games in the arcades let's go to the races the art museum the boxing matches let's have friends let's laugh this kind of life like this kind of life like everybody else's kind of life it's killing us
0: nice yeah good quote you know what if you would have read that quote, mm-hmm. it could have been from "On the Road."
1: Yeah, it didn't. It sound very on the roady. It, it, it's very on the and roady. To me, he just sounds like Ferris Bueller and Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off. There, like, <laughs> let's just go, like, live it up in Chicago. You know, <laughs> let's go to a game, Cubs game.
0: Yeah, hmm. Yeah, that was good, but like, that was one passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to be a wet blanket, but you have any other quotes? Yeah, I got yeah, one
1: yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. All right, this last one. Uh, I thought this was funny. This is one of those little things he said, just as an aside. Um, okay, so this place he was living at at the time, he says, on blue jean day, everybody in town was supposed to wear blue jeans or get thrown in the lake. I put on my only suit and necktie, and slowly, like Billy the Kid with all eyes on me, I walked slowly through the town, looking in windows, stopping for cigars. I broke that town in half like a wooden match.
0: Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That was that was when he was living in the small town with, yeah. with his when he was married to Joyce. Yeah, on Blue Jean Day. Like he'd
1: wear a suit in Blue Jean He's day. just like a rebel without a cause. Like yeah. just for the sake of it. Like I like that someone would be like that fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. like no I like you know, it's freaking denim day. Like what do you gotta mm-hmm. like but still it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: you're gonna All read right. more Bukowski going forward?
1: I'll I I'll so? maybe read another book here or there, mm-hmm. but um But yeah, there's a lot to read out there. Yeah, I know. I'm not.
0: I am probably not going to pick up another
1: Bukowski book. (laughs) That's fair. Maybe a poem, though.
0: I might look into his poems. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. Rating time?
0: Yeah. You ready for ratings?
1: Yeah. What would you give it? Sorry, Tim. No, it's all right. I'm giving it a one. (laughs) That's good. That's good. No, this is uh, good because I'm giving it a four. Okay. So I think that might be our biggest gap in ratings. What's our biggest one? On the road. What was it? You gave it a five, didn't you? What did you give it? I gave it a one. Really? Yes. I'll have to go back. I don't believe it. I
0: mean, that's... No, I did.
1: One and five? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, a complete... Yes. Opposite ends of the spectrum. That's funny. And this is similar to that. It is very similar. And I don't know what it is. I, I guess these books are about characters exploring their ultimate freedom to choose the life that they whatever they want and mm-hmm. just go from moment to moment be completely in the moment not worry about the consequences of their actions or the future at all mm-hmm. that is not me at all I am very much always a, for, a future uh, for you know oriented person I think about I know my actions have consequences I know my actions affect others and I'm very conscientious and empathetic person to everyone around me so I know that like my actions can't be completely isolated in a vacuum mm-hmm. because none of, none of them are. And, and I don't mean to be on a high horse and say I'm like, <laughs> a better person. Good boy, Brian. Yeah, but like, you know, it just, I just, when you cannot relate to a character in a story, it, it makes it difficult to like the story. Yeah. Especially when stories like the post, op- post office and on the road there was nothing else to them you know like it's not like these characters were these free spirits and then they go on a, an adventure to save you know a person from a fire building burning building or you know do whatever you know mm-hmm. like it the story the book is post office and on the road are focused on they're character driven books yeah so if you don't connect with the character you're not going to like the book and that's right. what's happened to me with those two books i am glad i read on the road i'm glad i read post office because i've realized that bukowski is an author i do not like mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine and there's people out there that like him and that's perfectly fine it's just you know and and that's the whole point of this this um, you know adventure that we're on is just to read more books and to be exposed to more literature out there so you can fine tune what you like and don't like now i don't know what can make me like on the road <laughs> or post office more than i do i, I I don't know. I guess I'm more inclined to different stories.
1: And now that I know you don't like character-driven stories, that's all I'm <laughs> going to pick for now. <laughs> Every feature of pick will be <laughs> character-based. Uh, yeah.
0: I sure hope not. <laughs> or if they're good characters. Um, or, or multiple characters. Like, that's just it. I feel like, here's another point. Post Office on the Road. Even movie goer to mm-hmm. some extent, I I liked movie goer the best out of those three, but they were all more focused on a singular character. Yeah. On the road, you had the main character and Dean Moriarty. You had the two guys that traveled the the, the country together, but it wasn't like there was four, five, six, seven different characters that were well fleshed out, you know. And so, like, if you pick a character driven book. Mm-hmm. And I may not like the main character, but maybe there's other characters that are more developed that I might like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think now that you mentioned those three books together, the mm-hmm. common pattern I'm seeing is that an overactive inner monologue among ah, the main narrator, yeah. where much of the book just takes place as thoughts in their head, mm-hmm. which I'm drawn to, maybe you can relate to on some level. And that's
0: good, yeah. And, I, and yeah, I think that's, that's uh, an important part about Literature and writing books is that we do get that uh, you know that inner monologue and insight to the characters that you can't get in movies. Movies can try to you know show that as best they can through a variety of methods and means, but you know purely describing the thoughts in their head. You know that's what books are good for.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the author's like journal in a sense, Mm -hmm. but they just you know found a way to put those thoughts into characters yeah. and dialogue
0: do you have you read Hem- Hemingway do you like Hemingway I do yeah yeah so I think I think he's another one like that too yeah. uh, you do get a lot of interlock monologue mm-hmm. and focus on character driven stories and I don't really know like not Hemingway. a fan <laughs> no, I've only read one Hemingway book so I can't <laughs> judge
1: so your favorite style of book must be a lot of characters who don't have a lot of thoughts <laughs> just <laughs> be <good. laughs> right
0: I don't know. I like
1: some of my favorite books are more
0: about um, the world or environment the characters are in. Like Dune. Dune, I really liked. Yes, yeah. but also like Catch Twenty uh, Two, Brave New World. I like Island by Aldous Huxley.
1: Um, You're more drawn to like the concepts, the philosophical backdrop, the environment correct. that it takes place correct. in. Correct.
0: That's why I liked American War so much. Uh, okay. Which was about the, a second civil and war, and I
1: thought the characters were really weak, and that's why I they didn't like it. They were weak. I, <laughs> yeah. I will give you
0: that. I will give you the characters who were weak in that yeah. book all day long. But the world building that the author did was so fascinating, in my opinion. Yeah. That that's why I like that book so much. Or Rendezvous with Rama, where they where they interact with an alien spaceship. That's yeah. another one. Like so, I'm, I'm glad we're. This is a good. <laughs> we're reaching re- a new re- level. Re- of... This is a good yeah. revelation, Tim. I am much more about the author's ability to create or shape a world within with, in in which the characters of the
1: story exist. What if there's a book where with a great inner monologue, you know, singular character and a great backdrop environment?
0: I, I can think of one right off the What's top that? of my head. A Clockwork Orange.
1: Oh. Right? Great. Okay. You know, a, a yeah.
0: dystopian kind of world where there's a, there's a lot of violence by the youth and mm. a, this slang slash different language that mm-hmm. they speak and you get a lot of the main character's inner thoughts Yeah, shows how crazy and demented he is that he needs rehabilitated and then he, he comes out and he is rehabilitated
1: but or is he not you know well that's a that's a good example that is a very good that's example that's rare though like how many no, books can you think of and like that's just that? it that's what makes Clockwork Orange so great yeah in my opinion that stands out yeah that's yeah. the thing it's like as an author like you have really good like sci-fi Authors like Arthur C. Clarke or something, mm-hmm. but like maybe they're not as good about the characters or the dialogue mm-hmm. than you have like Hemingway. So it's like to have someone who's like firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, everybody sets out to write the book that they want to write, yeah. So it's not like we're not saying there's right or wrong, good or bad, right? We're just saying, I don't know, we're, what are we saying? We're <laughs> just saying that there's different authors out there, yeah,
0: and there's the whole gamut of readers that like different types of books so Mm -hmm. there's there's an audience for every author Mm -hmm. and an author for every every person you know and you just happen to pick books that i just have absolutely hate (laughs) and i'll keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) time after time and i'll suffer through it as long as as they're under 200 pages yeah next
1: one will be longer don't worry (laughs) Oh god
0: but no that was this was good that was a good time no yeah Yeah. and 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 yeah so at the end of the day it's a bukowski it's i mean like it's always good to read more books and outside of your comfort zone yeah that's my id is reading outside my comfort zone <laughs> pure id just reading outside my com- comfort zone with a candy bar dang
1: you're a dangerous man brian out, right? <laughs> watch out <laughs>
0: all right so next time next book we read dune and post office over last two so mm-hmm. fiction fiction so we're going back to nonfiction. Nonfiction,
1: now. nonfiction. Yeah, What's your my, pick?
0: My pick is going to be Breaking the Two-Party Doom, doom loop. loop Doom loop. <laughs> by Lee Dropman. We just had an election in this country, so it's good to maybe look at what could make our country even better.
1: Two-Party Doom Loops are really dramatic. Uh, it is. I like it, though. I know. I'm looking forward to reading it. I am really doom a... Doom Loop. So,
0: what, so, yeah. yeah so in the meantime, you can go to our website, twoguysonebook.com. And comment about post office. Tell me, tell Brian <laughs> that I'm wrong about character driven books that don't that where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Tim that he's right by picking.
1: Please do. I'll just make some fake it counts. And... A chauvinist <laughs> author
0: and Bukowski. There we go. Anyway, and rant. <laughs> Until next time.
1: Keep reading. Keep reading.